Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth possessed of physical powers far beyond those of ordinary humans, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and oppression disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. As you remember, Lois Lane and Kent, assigned to cover the arrival of a specially built armored car bearing $5 million in gold, ran into a baffling mystery when it was discovered that the car had disappeared, apparently vanished into thin air before it reached Metropolis. When Kent, playing a hunch, discovered that a bank employee had engineered the scheme with a character known only as the boss, a plot was laid to get rid of Clark and Lois. The boss arranged for something to happen to the two reporters within ten seconds after they left the restaurant in which he learned they were eating. As we join them now, Kent and Lois, unaware of the danger that threatens them, are about to walk out of the restaurant. And remember, whatever is to happen to them will happen in ten seconds. Ten seconds from now. Listen. It'd be good to walk on a brisk night like this. Yeah. You know, Clark, the more I think about that freight car vanishing along with $5 million in gold, well, the more confused I become. Confused is hardly the word. How a specially armored car with a crew of men inside it could possibly disappear without a... Look out! That car's blowing! Quick, look out! Oh, and You all right, Lois? You pulled me out of the way just in time. Oh, another second, it would have been cutting. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, get back, get back. What's happened here? Oh, this truck crashed in off the street, officer. It almost killed this young lady and myself. Oh, it did, eh? Ruined the front of this restaurant, too. Hey, you! You the driver of this truck? Yeah, that's right, officer. I can explain all this if you'll just give me a chance. Go ahead, I'm waiting. Well, I I, I think the steering shaft broke. Oh. I turned the wheel to go around this corner and nothing happened. Next thing I knew, I was heading out of the sidewalk, and there was nothing I could do. I stopped you from putting on your brakes. Well, I, I suppose I could have done that, but I was so excited, I, I guess I just didn't think. I'll say you didn't. Clark, where are you going? I'll be back in a minute. Oh, Mr. Officer, it wasn't my fault. Uh, my company will pay for the glass window I crashed into. Uh, let me see your license and your registration while you're about it. Oh, sure. Sure, here you are. Uh, now, let's see. Michael, here. Hey! Hey, you! What are you doing up in the seat of that truck? I, I just wanted to see what really had gone wrong with this truck, officer. Where well, the law will take care of that. Now get down out of there. Come on, get down. Okay, okay. Well, now. Well, let's have a look at this license again. Well, officer, honestly, you can't blame me. I couldn't do it. Maybe not, and then again, maybe you could. Anyways, I'll have to give you a summons. You can explain it all to the judge in the morning. Now, come on. Let's get out of here. I don't want to be held as a witness. Gracious, Clark. You're stronger than I thought you were. Huh? And you pulled me out of the way of that truck. Your grip felt like steel. Oh, you just imagine that in the excitement of the moment. I guess you're right. Heavens, we're lucky to come out of this accident alive. That was no accident, Lois. What? 
I got up into the seat of that truck to find out whether or not that steering gear actually was broken. It wasn't. You mean the steering gear was all right? Of course it was. I've never yet heard of the steering gear of a truck breaking without being subjected to some unusual strain. They don't make them that way. Then that was an attempt on our lives. Exactly. Now I know why our friend Fortune, the secretary to Van Doren of the Metropolis National Bank, was following us tonight. Fortune was following us? Yes, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to upset you. Fortune must have been keeping an eye on us, Lois. The minute we entered Sorrento's restaurant, he relayed word of our presence there to someone else. Yes, but who? Well, that I can't tell yet. When we do find out who it was, we'll have the solution to this whole mystery. But, Clark, why didn't you tell that cop back there that the steering wheel was all right? Why didn't you have the truck driver arrested? Oh, it wouldn't have done any good. The truck driver is merely a tool, and I don't think he'd talk. Now, Fortune... What about Fortune? Well, Fortune is our answer to this entire problem, Lois. I think you'll agree that he must be mixed up in this mess somewhere. There's no doubt of it. All right, then. The thing to do is get hold of Fortune and force him to talk. He can lead us to the real head, the real brain behind this mystery. Well, I'll bet anything that once we get Fortune to talk, we'll find the answers to how that freight car disappeared, where it disappeared, and where the $5 million is now located. Sounds reasonable enough. Now, how do we get hold of Fortune? Well, only through the bank, I'm afraid. And that's closed now. We'll have to wait till tomorrow morning. And then what? Then we'll pay a call on Mr. Van Doren, president of the bank, explain to him our suspicions about Fortune, and then put Fortune on the pan. And you think you can make Mr. Fortune talk? No, but I imagine Mr. Van Doren can. I knew it couldn't be true. True? What are you talking about, Lois? I thought for a moment you were beginning to develop some backbone. Sorry, my mistake. A few hours later, from the hideout of the boss, matters begin to take another turn. Listen. Uh, this is Lesley, boss. Can you hear me? Yes, Lesley. Did you get the truck driver? Yes, I got him all right. The boys have him outside. Tell them to bring him in. Okay. Bring him in, boys. Okay. Honey, honey, it wasn't my fault. I did my best, but that guy Clark Kent saw me coming. Shut up. Shut up. All right, boss. You. You who drove the truck. Your name is Michael, is it not? Yeah, that's right, boss. Honey, it wasn't my fault, boss. Let's be here. Tell me exactly what you want to do tonight. Please. You uh, must forgive me, Michael, but I am not interested in excuses. The men who work for me must be thoroughly efficient. When I give an order, I must be able to feel that that order will be carried out to the letter. I uh, can no longer depend on you, Michael, and so uh, we must leave our happy little family. You're firing me? Yes, Michael, you're fired. I know what that means. It don't just mean I can walk through that door and then I'm through it. It means when I leave here, your men will follow me. Let's be in a crumb and them other guys, and when I get far enough away from here, they'll... Ah, uh, the man babbles. Take him away. You can't do this to me, do you hear? It ain't gonna happen to me what happened to them other guys you fired. Come on, pal. They fired them guys on the bullet through their head. Thank you. It's all right, boss. The boys will take care of him. Good. This The failure of that truck driver to complete his job puts us in a far more difficult spot than we were in before. Hmm? Clark Kent may have had suspicions before, but he'll be sure now. Kent now knows definitely that Fortune is implicated in the vanishing of that freight train. Well, then it looks like we've got to get rid of Kent and do a good job this time. No, that isn't quite necessary. Well, well, what do you mean, boss? If we don't get rid of Kent, he's liable to make trouble. Possibly. However, there's one other way of accomplishing our design, and it's this. Suppose instead of getting rid of Kent, 
Turn door and we'll see you in a moment. Oh, thank you, sir. Well, the more I think of it, the more I wonder if we're doing the right thing. What do you mean, Lois? Well, I'm beginning to wonder if we're right about Mr. Fortune. Somehow he doesn't seem like the sort of person who... Lois, I don't suspect Fortune only because I know he was following us last night. There's that business of the emerald I found, the emerald he dropped from his ring. Well, what's wrong with that? Anyone's likely to lose the stone out of the ring, and there's nothing unusual in your picking it up in the railroad terminal. Well, where did you pick it up in the terminal? Why, I, uh... Better come clean, Mr. Kent. Where did you find that emerald? Well, to be frank about it, Lois, I found it lying near the railroad tracks between here and Bolton, about five miles out of town. Five miles out of town? Uh-huh. What were you doing out there, and how'd you get out there? Uh, I, I borrowed a hand car. You know, one of those cars workmen used to inspect the tracks? You sure of that? Of course I'm sure. Why? I don't know. Sometimes I get a funny feeling that... Well, well, if you're not telling me everything. Oh, well, never mind. Why didn't you say you'd found the emerald on the track five miles out of town? I didn't want to arouse fortune suspicions. It looks as if I did. Uh, will you come in, please, now? Oh, thank you. Lois? Thank you, Clark. Come in, Miss Lane, Mr. Kent. Good morning. Sit down, won't you? Thanks. I suppose you're interested in finding out for your paper whether or not we've made any progress in locating the missing freight car. Progress has been made, Mr. Van Doren, or at least we think it has. Really? Mr. Van Doren, we're inclined to think your secretary, Mr. Fortune, has had something to do with the disappearance of that freight car. My secretary, Mr. Fortune? Are you out of your mind, young man? I don't think so, sir. You remember that emerald I returned to Mr. Fortune yesterday? Of course I remember. Well, I didn't find that emerald in the railroad terminal, as I said. I really found it on the tracks between here and Bolton. Oh, what of it? Wait a minute. I think I begin to see what you're driving at. Another thing. Mr. Fortune followed Miss Lane and me to a restaurant last night. When we left the restaurant, we narrowly escaped being killed by a truck. It wasn't an accident. We're sure it was an attempt on our lives. Well, by all that... Young man, you may be right. It certainly appears that Fortune had some knowledge of what's been going on. In any case, we'll question him. He's in the next office. I'll get him. George, I'd known about this before. Fortune, come out here at once, please. Fortune. Anything wrong, sir? Positive. No, he was in this office. I saw him come in, but he's certainly not here now. Maybe he stepped out for a minute. He couldn't have stepped out without my seeing him. The only door to this room leads into my office. The window. The only way he can get out is by going through my office. Are you sure? Well, look at the office yourself. Mr. Van Doren's right, Carl. Fortune's office doesn't have a window, and there's no way out except through Mr. Van Doren's own office. But if he didn't come through your office, and he couldn't get out any other way... Don't tell me he's vanished like a fake car. We will need a superman to solve this thing now. That's what I was thinking. This is quite fantastic. First, my freight car carrying $5 million in gold vanishes into thin air, and now my secretary does the same thing. Oh, you must be mistaken, Mr. Van Doren. Fortune couldn't have been... I there. tell you, he was there. He couldn't have left without my seeing him. Did you leave your office any time? I you? haven't left this office once. Well, then I certainly don't see... Well, who? Oh, it's you, Miss Bailey. Well, what do you want? Miss Bailey, what's happened? Why do you look at me so... so strange? Happy somebody, she's gonna faint. Oh, oh, I got her. She's fainted, all right. Well, things certainly are beginning to happen around here. Yes, they certainly are. What is the solution to the strange disappearance of Mr. Fortune? How could he possibly have gotten out of that room without Van Doren seeing him? And what about the vanished freight car? Have you solved that mystery? And say, what could have happened to make Miss Bailey faint just as she reached Van Doren's office? Be sure to listen to the next episode of this thrill pack story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! 
Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. <laughs>